0: Ben Hartley, where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business, your relationships, and your mindset. If you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post, visit sixfigurephotography.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Thank you for being here. I really appreciate you guys so damn much uh, for disinvesting investing this next hour or so into yourself, into your business, uh, for taking ownership over the fact that you steer this thing, and uh, and that right now you're, you're you're dedicated to it. I just I really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in. Uh, listen, today we have Rebecca Rice. On the show, Rebecca, she's a, a portrait photographer, which I'm really excited. You guys, you know, as a wedding photographer myself out in Columbus, Ohio, I, I tend to attract. There's a lot of wedding photographers, you know, or maybe a lot of the content is around wedding photography. Um, but I, I love having portrait photographers on the show, uh, and so she's a portrait photographer and actually a youth pastor out in McKinney, Texas. And Rebecca is coming on because. She has built uh, a majority of her business, has actually come from the success of her Facebook community, her Facebook group. And so today we're going to be talking all about Building a Facebook group that serves your business, building a Facebook group that can generate leads, building a Facebook group that maybe doesn't generate leads, it generates just revenue, uh, maybe as an aside. And so she's done this. She built a group uh, with over 7,000 people in it in uh, about a year and a half, roughly about a year, um, all organically, too. And so this is something that I was really excited uh, to have a conversation with. You know, I've seen the power of a Facebook group within the Six Figure Photography community. Um, Side note, if you are not a part of the Six Figure Photography Mastermind group, please do so. Uh, It's a free community, right? Where um, Monday through Friday, I do daily live content. And you get early access to podcast episodes. So actually members of the mastermind group right now are listening to this podcast episode and currently live right now. On what's the date? What's the date? June fifteenth, and y'all probably aren't listening to it till probably July fifteenth. It's probably been a month, and they've already heard it. And so, I want to encourage you guys actually to come and join the Six Figure Photography Mastermind Community. Um, you can get access to it by going to Six Figure Photography s i x Six Figure uh, forward slash Mastermind. Um, but I guess I, you know, I've seen the the, the growth and, and the connection that can occur there. But I'd love to hear from Rebecca in how we can use and leverage Facebook groups as for photographers for our leads generating business for our photography business. So, wow, I said business way too many times. Rebecca Rice, welcome. <laughs> to Thank this you. show. How are you?
1: I'm doing well. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, for sure. Okay. So portrait photographer and youth pastor, which is the main, which is, which is the main dish, right? Cause everyone's got a side dish and then they got that main course, which is the chicken and which is the sweet potatoes?
1: Yes. So I am a youth pastor full-time and a family photographer part-time by choice. So I could have gone full-time last year and choose to continue part-time because um, youth ministry is what I do.
0: Nice. Okay. Good. So full-time youth minister, uh, and then part-time and that's all, all fair. Now, if you were, you know, I, I kind of label, I gave you the label of sweet potatoes for, <laughs> did you get the analogy? Does that make sense? Yes, you know, yes. you get your main course and your side dish. If, if this is a random question, but it's a really important one. If, right. uh, if you had to choose a side dish to denote your photography as, you know, what would it be? Would it be sweet potatoes? What would it be?
1: Ooh. Does it have to be a Thanksgiving side dish?
0: No, absolutely. Hold on, Rebecca. We just learned a lot about you. Sweet oh, potatoes man. are not just for Thanksgiving. Okay. Let's just acknowledge that.
1: <laughs> now that that's clear. Um, let's see if I had to be a side dish. I think that I would like to be, this is going to sound funny, but I think it's French fries. And here's why French fries go with everything. There's never a bad time for French fries. They're salty. They could be sweet if you want sweet potato fries. Um, but French fries are just the thing. They go with everything.
0: Yeah. I accept. I'm not what. One- yeah. Listen, this is yours. <laughs> this is all you. You were yes. really selling out hard. Like I was going to push back.
1: Yes, I uh, am.
0: <laughs> I accept your French fries. Um, Rebecca, thank you for coming on the show. I, I was excited when you reached out because, um, as you, you know, I've already mentioned, you, you know, you brought up the conversation around Facebook groups and I've seen, I've seen a lot of chatter, uh, in the photography circuit and outsider industry as well on the power of having a Facebook community, a Facebook group. When did you first uh, discover the um, the kind of the impact that a Facebook group could have? Or or was it just a fluke? Did you stumble your way <laughs> into this thing? Like h- how did you decide like this is actually a viable way uh, to generate business?
1: Sure. So, um, it sort of happened accidentally. Um, I was a part of some mom groups. I'm a mom of two. Um, and so I was a part of some mom Facebook groups, um, which are huge, especially in our area in uh, McKinney, Texas, but I'm sure they are everywhere. And, um, I noticed that a lot of people were looking for recommendations for photographers. And I mean, I'm talking pretty much daily posts of people looking for photographers. And so I first discovered the power Hour of those Facebook groups when I started you know adding my website to the to the list um, the thread that was going and I had people that would reach out and that would book with me And so I thought okay this is cool um, all you know it was when I was first starting out um, pretty much all of my bookings were coming from mom groups on Facebook and so I said all right how can I take this? And own it because I don't own that Facebook group. A lot of them have rules against, you know, advertising and things like that. Like, how can I harness this power and use it in a way that benefits me and that I own it? And so that's really how my Facebook group was born, um, was just me trying to market better to use what I knew that worked and make it my own. So it it took
0: off. (laughs) Oh, This is awesome. So what I heard you say, correct me if I'm wrong, I heard you say that you were posting in other people's groups and you were kind of maybe sharing some of your experiences, offering, you know, connection points and people were booking you from that. Is that correct?
1: Yep, that's right.
0: Okay. Wow. That's really cool. Now, uh, this is, can can we get a circa date here? Um, Because we've seen some crazy volatility within the Facebook, you know, we'll say marketplace, but that seems like it's an actual thing the Facebook marketplace is a literal thing for buying and selling used goods, but within the Facebook sphere, what, what date, you know, what year was this?
1: This was the summer of 2018.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. So just a couple of years ago. That's awesome. So, so you decided, Hey, maybe you'll, you're going to, you're going to kind of take ownership of this now. Um, I guess I'm curious. I've heard a lot of people have success with Facebook groups as portrait photographers. Um, do you believe that there's, uh, I mean, this is a question for a little bit later. So you could put a tab on it and we can come back to it. Do you believe that there's like opportunity for, uh, wedding photographers within a Facebook group to generate leads?
1: Oh, absolutely. Honestly, I think that there's probably more opportunity because, So many brides are searching for resources where families aren't necessarily actively searching for resources, which is why the group that I created, um, had a little bit different of a goal where the underlying goal was for me to get bookings. Um, and we can dive into that in a second, but I think that there's a bigger opportunity for brides because brides are the ones that are actively searching for resources.
0: Got it. Yeah. Cause I guess, you know, you're doing this all uh, organically, correct? Yes, I am. Okay. Wild. Well, let's uh, first, let me hear from the personal experience. How on earth did you grow it organically when, when your audience isn't necessarily even searching for this content? Because, um, it, would it be okay if I kind of expand on that for just a quick quick second, that idea of uh, kind of searching, at least this is how I understand it. And I'd love for you to correct me. You know, I've heard, man, I was having a conversation with someone. I forget. Oh, Jamie Schneider, dark roof photography, where um, we were talking about with, with weddings, when there's someone who's engaged, there is a need that they need filled, right? So they're going to start actively searching it out. And that's a pro and a con. It's a pro because they're searching out the content. The con is you can't create the need for them. I can't I can't get people engaged. Do you know what I mean? Oh Um, but with portraiture, um, they're not actively searching out the need. They don't know that there's a problem that needs solved, essentially. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So they're not actively searching for content. However, the benefit that's a con, however, the benefit is I can create awareness for that problem through ads and, and, and whatnot. So is that what you mean? Just to be clear, when you say that Um, portraits, it's a little bit trickier because they're not aware of the problem. They're not actively searching.
1: Yes. And so I actually hit a different problem that a lot of moms face because I knew that they weren't necessarily searching for um, a portrait photographer or, you know, like you were saying, uh, didn't really have that need. I can't create the need for them. Um, what I noticed was that a lot of moms have these DSLR cameras, they call them their nice camera, and they don't know how to use them. And so what I created was a group called Mom Photography 101 that simply teaches moms how to use their cameras. And so I have a very simple, like six free lessons, very basic, how to use your DSLR camera. And so they find me by searching mom photography. All they do is search mom photography on Facebook and they find my group. And so then by joining, they realize that I, you know, it sets me up as the expert. I'm the expert family photographer that is teaching them how to capture memories for their families. And then when it comes time to get their family photos done, they know they can't take them themselves. And so where do they go to the expert? And so that's how I get them to hire me.
0: This is awesome. So, so let me, okay, this is so cool. So you recognize that when people are looking for, for family portraits, well, most of them aren't even like, they're not actually seeking out, they don't, they're not aware that they need family portraits. Most people, they're just right. kind of living their life and they're not aware of it usually until like their sister gets family picture <laughs> taken. <Right. laughs> and you're like, oh, we need them too, you know? But, um, so you're saying that you're aware of like, they're, they're not actively searching you know, for a solution because they're not aware that they have a problem where yes. brides are searching for a solution because they just got engaged. They now have the problem of needing a family photographer. Or I'm sorry, a, a wedding photographer. Right. So you went and considered, well, what problem do they have?
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: we're able to kind of get to them that way. I,
1: this yes. is and even then while teaching them, I tell them the problem is, and I, I ask the questions, well, how many photos do you have with your kids? And the answer is very few because moms oftentimes are the ones behind the camera taking the pictures. And so we have very few pictures with our own kids. And so by pointing out the problem, I say, there are memories that you deserve to have captured. And so you need family photos. (laughs) It's a value that I'm instilling in them.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And so you titled your group Momtography 101. What was it again?
1: Mom Photography 101. And originally I, it was Mom but there's apparently some copyright issues. And I had some people reach out to me saying they were gonna sue me if I didn't change the name. So we changed it to Mom Photography 101.
0: Okay, awesome. So then, you know, one of the the challenges that I've well, A, I've personally seen sure. <laughs> with, with running a group, but that I've heard from other photographers is creating essentially like ownership within the group, creating engagement within the group. Mm-hmm. Um, do you mind kind of sharing some of the things that you've discovered work in, in creating a group that's actually active? And let me just word it this way. I've heard from countless, more photographers than less. In terms of photographers who are running a group, most of a majority say, I am the only one posting in the group. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, At least that's the feedback that I hear. Have you heard kind of similarly? and, And how did you overcome that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, One of the ways that I overcome that is when I first started my group, I made sure that I made it very clear that it was a safe space for moms to be able to post their pictures and get feedback. And so I was elevating myself again as the expert to say, share with me what you're doing and let me help you. And so then they're the ones posting, asking for feedback. And I would comment on every single post that came in offering Mm -hmm. feedback on these posts. And then, as the group grew, and some moms that were more advanced in photography were able to help jump in and comment on those posts as well. And so now, I can look. And of course, if there's a post that's not receiving a whole lot of love, I'll jump in there. But for the most part, it runs itself because the other moms are chiming in and helping each other because that's something that I established from the very beginning is that this is a safe place for you to receive feedback. And um, so they post constantly asking questions, you know, showing their work, everything like that.
0: So you, you first started by teaching them how to go about, um, taking great pictures with their, with their like air quotes, nice cameras. Right. Then you, um, after you kind of probably created like a units tab of, is that fair to say a units tab? Did you do all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Uh, Do you you mind explaining units for, for people who are listening? I just threw out a Facebook group jargon.
1: (laughs) Uh, Do you want to kind of
0: explain on what that is?
1: Yeah, I actually haven't even set it up in mind. I'm a little behind. Um, but basically, there's a units tab in Facebook groups. You can, um, you have to change in your settings what type of Facebook group it is. And so this one would be a teaching Facebook group, and you can. Um, Upload videos or save posts, mark them as units. Um, so they're really easy to search in there. The way that I have mine set up is actually a um, free teachable course that I have linked in um, the bio or in one of the announcements tabs um, that they go and enroll in that course there. So I'm in the process of switching it and also having it in the units tab. Um, but you know, it, it shares a twofold purpose by having it in um, the announcements tab. They have to provide their email to be able to get the um, the content. And so now they're on my email list.
0: Well, I was just about to say it's actually something. Listen, it may have been an accident, but it's actually <laughs> a, a very, I don't know if you realize this, the intentional strategy behind the, the right. you know. <laughs> Because you're doing just that. You're, you're collecting emails. Let's pause and actually just address this. Can you walk us through? Because I, I'm throwing out different ideas for other things. I just love to hear. I mean, you're, you're a walking success for this. So so you have um, created the education where you're teaching them. And it's essentially behind an email. We'll say wall, so to speak. So they give you your email and then they get access to to an online course. Right. That's great. Yeah. And one,
1: one thing that I should mention is I also collect emails to get them to enter the group. And so there's a little Chrome plugin called group convert, and it's like $10 a month. And what it does is I have one of my questions to enter my group is what's your email. I have a freebie for you. And so they have to provide their email to get access into the group at all. And from there group convert that, um, Chrome plugin, um, whenever I, you know, just approve all of them, because I get tons of um, requests every day. So when I hit approve all, it collects that information and puts it into a spreadsheet for me. So I can easily put it into my email, um, my email campaign. So um, yeah, and so I I collect all their emails right up front. And then again, if for some reason they slipped through the crack and didn't provide their email to get the free content, they have to give their email again um, to, you know, enroll in that free course.
0: Yeah. Or even this is, uh, you know, I'll go on a little tangent here of some advanced kind of stuff in regards to email marketing, but then you could segment the list. So you could have your emails that are going to go out to everyone who's joined the community, but then you could have a separate set of emails who have people who have gone through the actual course, mm-hmm. you know, they're essentially going to be maybe warmer leads or, you know, you could, you could talk to them differently. Can, can right. you expand on your, uh, like the value for you of, of having that email and, and what you're doing in regards to what, what kind of emails are you sending them, you know, uh, after what, what does that look like for you?
1: Sure. So the value of email is that I can say I own the Facebook group all I want, but the truth is we don't own our Facebook platform. Right. Um, and so only a percentage of the people in the group are going to see your posts just because that's how algorithms work. And so by having their email, I'm able to, um, to nurture them in a way that is a lot more personal, because I know it drops into their inbox every week, and so the type of content that I send in there is um, expanding on you know the things that are in the free course. I'm able to sell more um, resources to them if they want to further their photography, some of them have gone on to do their own side gig, um, which that's really common that moms want to learn photography. And so I'm able to teach them the right way to do a side gig, because I think we all know there's a wrong way to do a side gig. Um, and so I am able to teach them, but then I can nurture them and, and encourage them, um, in their mom journey and then remind them that those, um, those memories are worth capturing and that they need to get photos done. Um, Anytime I run specials or um, anything like that, you know, a brand new set of mini sessions, I can um, advertise that to the email list as well. So it's just hitting them from a bunch of different angles.
0: Okay. This is awesome. Rebecca, I love this. I am going to all you mastermind members who are currently listening to this podcast or you're watching in the mastermind group right now, I'm going to be, I'm going to change it so that way. Emails are required. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, okay, this is wild. So let, let's kind of rewind. Now. I, I I feel like now I've got a, a high level picture of the value of your Facebook group, and I'm sure there's there's a whole lot more to it. There's always a whole lot more to it. Sure. But now I, I've got a, a pretty clear idea, and I think hopefully the audience does too. Let's now go back, and and I'd like to maybe ask a few. Um some some just tactics, some just real clear things that are like, hey, if you do this, you know it can increase your organic reach. Maybe right. uh, you know you'll get more people joining the community. um and so is that okay if we kind of we we get a little practical now for a little bit for sure, yep, okay, so. Let's go to like the, the the core principle. And by the way, if people want to learn how to make a group, just like the actual how to do it, let, just go Google how to create a Facebook group, and you'll just see a step by step: click this button, do this thing, do this. It's very easy to do. Um, just just Google how to do it. But but I think one of the first things that you that needs to be done. I'm trying to going through this in my mind right now. Is we need to create a name for the group. Yeah. So is there any value in or strategy, you know, in regards to naming the community that helped you with your growth?
1: Absolutely. So it's super important to have a searchable name. For to get that organic reach, you have to name it something that people are looking for. And so for mine, mom photography 101, that is something that people are looking for. They are looking for mom groups about photography. And so it's in the name, it pops up all the time. Um, If you are a wedding photographer, you want to put something about brides find photographers or brides find vendors. Um, You can put your area, you know, I'm in the DFW area. So DFW brides find vendors, you know, something that a bride would be searching to uh, be able to find your group. Um, So definitely, definitely want to have a nice searchable name.
0: To Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, this is the really cool thing: they automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes, so you don't have to worry about it. Um, they make like like W2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Do you remember when you started your photography business? Like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, Our friends at FreshBooks they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, Well then, uh, for me, it's, it's like the bottom drawer of like my Ikea furniture, but maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts, either way. With FreshBooks, you create and send professional-looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six figure photography. You guys at this point, let's hop back to the show. So, so let's, let's Uh, you know, player three has entered the arena and player three is now wedding photographer. Maybe this is player two. We've been talking portraits for a while, but now you just kind of, you kind of gave a couple ideas for a wedding photographer. So with your portrait photography strategy, you were creating a group that was teaching them on uh, how to take pictures of their kids, right? Mm -hmm. A problem that they may be searching for. uh, And then, and then when it's time for them for, for their own photographs that they would hire you. (laughs) It's a different strategy for weddings, right? Yeah, because we're not going to teach brides how to take their own wedding pictures, <laughs> right? <laughs> Unless we are, <laughs> right. <laughs> right? So, what what would be the strategy for a a a wedding lead gen group?
1: Yeah. Um, what I would do, um, and I don't shoot weddings, but if I did, I would absolutely be doing this is creating helpful content that would serve them along their engagement journey. And so think blog posts or videos or, um, things like that is the kind of stuff that I would serve to them. Um, talking about wh- whether they should have a first look or not, um, the top venues in your area, you know, things like that. That's the kind of stuff that I would post in there so that you're serving them well. Um, you could, expand it and connect with other vendors and share about, you know, the florists in the area or, um, the DJs or whatever you can, there's so many ways that you can serve brides very practically in a way that they see your group as a must have resource and they tell all of their engaged friends about it. Right? So brides have bride friends. So they want to tell their friends, Oh my goodness, you have to join this group because you're going to find everything you need to know. And in the, in the process, they'll find out that you're the expert, that you're the photographer and Hey, they happen to need a photographer. And so they can hire you.
0: Love it. That's clear. Yeah. I've heard this conversation. You know, it sounds like what you're doing is different than like a VIP group. I've seen right. the boudoir industry, uh, the, the, the the group kind of strategy being around a vip group meaning you know um, if you're interested in having boudoir pictures taken or you've been a past client that you've been added so past clients get added to this community Mm -hmm. where we, we you know kind of share wins and and experiences and celebrations and uh kind of the journey and through that conversation and dialogue you know you get repeat customers Uh, And then they end up, you know, essentially creating more customers just by talking about it, talking about the experience. Um, Both of these strategies are different than a VIP group. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Yep. They're different. The reach is much larger in something like this than a VIP group.
0: Got it. Interesting. Okay, cool. So, so let's kind of, now we, so now, now actually player three entered the arena Before it was this player one, which was portraits, family, you know, that kind of stuff. Player two was weddings and now player three entered which is boudoir, but all <laughs> using Facebook groups uh with just different strategies. Uh, this is, this is rad. Okay. What, what else, what else did you do in order to grow this thing organically? Because 7,000 people in a group is that's a lot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so we've named it uh, something that is that is searchable. Um, you've collected emails uh, from the get-go uh, to enter the community. Um, what else are you doing to grow this thing?
1: Yeah, um, it's really important to share the group where people are hanging out. And so for me, I would share this group in other mom groups. And typically it's when a mom is asking for help for how to use their camera, I'd say, oh, I have free resources just for you. Join this Mm -hmm. group. Um, And so it's that organic reach. And so now I'm to the point where um, it's large enough that I'm not the one sharing it. All the members that have benefited from the free lessons, they're the ones that are sharing it in all of their own circles. And so there's moms that are brand reps that are sharing it with their brand rep team. There's moms that are, um, you know, the soccer moms or the junior moms or whatever, anybody that's wanting to learn how to use their camera, they're sharing that information with them. And then all the referrals start coming in. So, um, definitely it's important to share where the people are hanging out. So for weddings, Share the group where brides are hanging out. If there's another group that's local about um, you know, vendors, you can say, hey, I've got this group that has tons of resources for you. It's all free. It's super helpful. Here's the link. And then all of these people, not only the person that's looking for it, but all the people in the group that see that comment are then going to start joining because they see that it's free and they see that it's convenient because you've linked the group right there. Does that make
0: sense? Mm. Yeah totally does yeah it totally does you know within the portrait space it sounds like what you were doing was you were teaching and then um, asking them for questions hey you know drop in your photographs i'll critique them i'll offer feedback you know that kind of stuff and that helped mm-hmm. to create the engagement w- what about the engagement within a, a a wedding group is is there any thoughts that you have that that keep that type of thing alive um, apart from you just constantly going in and, and, and adding more, or if that is the case to kind of make that a more, like a, a, a more doable thing, you know, that sure. doesn't become a drag to have a to post every single day about something.
1: Yeah, no, I see, um, the bridal space as just providing as much value and content as possible. And so I think that, as long as you're constantly creating new, um, blog posts, new videos, new features, you know, you can bring in, um, a, a local florist and do a Facebook live with them, interviewing them about florals and things like that. Um, that that's the space to do it. Um, I think for creating that, um, that engagement is going to have a lot to do. Maybe you can have them say, Hey, ask me all the questions about, we'll stick with the florist. I don't know why with florists, florist, but ask me all the questions that you have about florals and I'll bring in an expert to answer those questions. Um, mm. because you know that you're not the expert, but you can connect them with somebody that is. And so yeah. making sure that they know that this space, they can ask questions about all kinds of things in the wedding industry and not just photography, because if you don't have the answer, you can bring somebody in that does have the answer. That's what I would yeah. do.
0: Yeah. And that just creates more value as well for those vendor relationships. Cause now right. you're not only giving value to the potential leads, but you're giving value to the florist in this example. And you're yeah. building that relationship with them. So when they let's say the floor, let's say you get zero leads, <laughs> <But> the florist <laughs> gets some leads. She gets some bookings through that mm-hmm. process. Well, you know, guess who's going to be referring you outside of the group, you know, right. as well. Um, and so it's it's it seems like then it's a really synergistic. Experience with both the converting that cold traffic of of brides, uh, and in combination with providing value to like your vendors and building those relationships, yeah, so that absolutely. keeps coming in. Wow, yep, this is really awesome. Um, you know, do you have any advice for someone who's already tried a Facebook group, and maybe it's gone cold? Maybe, maybe they gave up on it because COVID, because, (laughs) because kids, because like, because 2020 happened and if, you know, and so maybe it's gone a little cold, um, and it's just kind of sat or maybe they didn't really, they, they named it, they created it, but they didn't really get it off the ground. Do you have any thoughts or advice for kind of, uh, getting that back up and running and kind of, uh, yeah. Creating a plan.
1: Yeah. I would say step one is to just start (laughs) because I don't know about whoever's listening, but for me, if I'm discouraged about something, I'm the kind of person that will just shelf it and just leave it there because I don't want to look at it. Right. And so step one is to start make a post, start putting something out there so that people start seeing that this thing is not dead. (laughs) And, um, it's, I'm going to be honest. It's going to be hard at first to get that engagement back up because you're going to have to retrain people or, train people for the first time, how to engage in this group, what this group is all about. And so I would say use as much video as possible because then it adds a much more personal touch than just words on a page. When they start to see your face, they realize that you're a real person who really cares about them, who really wants to provide value. And so going on video as much as you can, um, providing valuable content, not the fluffy Mm -hmm. stuff. That's not helpful valuable content that they can actually walk away with something. Um, and then be consistent, do it consistently to show that it's not just a phase. It's not just, you know, I'm going to do this for a week and then give up again. If you stay consistent, people will see that and they'll notice. And that's when that spark will start happening again. So yeah, that's, that's what I would say.
0: It's awesome. the The content that you were talking about that you've moved off of the Facebook group for your portraits. It, you you mentioned a platform called Teachable. I'm familiar with that platform. Uh, do you mind sharing a little bit more uh, about what you've done with, uh, or just like what that platform is, what it's for? Uh, is there any use for it with weddings?
1: Sure. So Teachable is a platform um, that hosts courses. And so I have the free version of this photography course hosted on there. Now I do sell other courses, and those courses are also hosted on Teachable. Um, so I am getting revenue to cover that. Um, if you don't have other revenue coming in, it may not be the best platform for you for a free course. Um, as for brides and, um, the kind of content you'd be putting out. I don't know that teachable would be the best, um, platform for that. I think a better platform would be to host it all on your blog, put, make tons of blog posts. Um, you can embed YouTube videos onto your blog. Um, that way that's your home base and you can send people to your website because once they hit your website, they can start searching your tabs and see what your services are and see, um, you know, how about how they go about booking you. They can look at other weddings you done. It's sort of all in a central location that's easy for them to grab. Um, So for me, I have some blog posts. Um, Oh, actually, I guess this is an important part. In my teachable course, um, I have links to blog posts. And so part of the course, there's one video and one blog post for each lesson. So the video is a YouTube video and that I created on my channel. And then the, the lesson itself is a blog post that links to my website. And so when they click on the blog post, first, it's helping boost my SEO because I'm getting a lot of views on it. Um, but second, it allows them to browse and see the rest of my work, see my services and then contact and book with me. So, hmm. a, as a wedding photographer, I would host it on your blog.
0: Yeah, I love that. It's a really important distinction uh, mm-hmm. to make yeah. and it, within the group. You guys, you know, you could do like a weekly roundup. You know, of like each week, here's here's the content that was pu- published, that was posted. Here's all the links for it. Um, you know, that people could go to, and then that's benefiting your SEO. Yeah, uh, you could be pixeling those various posts, and then if you're in if you're into ads, doing some retargeting ads. Yes uh, for those as well. And now we're off to the races. Right. This is really cool. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really comprehensive, it's a really comprehensive strategy, uh, that's going on. It's not really just like a, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's certain, um, marketing strategies, for example, like the knot or whatever that are very, it's a very linear thing. It's like, it is what it is. And no bad, by the way, if you're on the knot, uh, I like, I could shoot on the knot all day. And and it'd be fine. <laughs> but listen, if you are no bad for now. But what I'm saying is it's just it's linear. It's like, hey, right. it, it's it will hopefully generate leads for you, you know, but this seems like it's it's driving traffic to your business. It's generating SEO. It's uh, you can then do some individual retargeting ads you, based off of that pixeled content. I bet those articles that you're writing, the blog posts, those are also gaining organic SEO reach as well, just for your website. You're right. building vendor relationships within the community who are going to continue to refer you as you get them gigs. You're establishing yourself as an expert within not just your your lead market, but the vendors are seeing you as an expert. You're now this yes. dude or chick who's kind of pulling the, everyone together and, and interviewing them. And so it's, it's like multi-directional in its marketing. right? Right. That's that's powerful.
1: That's the goal.
0: I love it. Sorry. I'm just like, I keep (laughs) restating it all because I just want to make sure I'm like, yeah, this is it. Right. Right. This is so cool. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. It definitely has awesome.
1: a ton of possibilities, and that's what's so great about Facebook is that the platform allows you to connect so many different things, and it's more than what meets the eye. It's more than just a group that people join, right? It's like you're saying, it's very complex, and it has so many different sides of it. And you can even expand it beyond what we've had, you know, talked about here. There's so many possibilities, um, and it, you know, it, it's a machine. It you just, it's a very complex machine.
0: Yeah. Now to keep a complex machine running though, I mean, what I just, what I just hmm. recounted that you were suggesting doing, it's a lot of work too. Do you have any tips to actually manage this thing? Cause I think that's what I've heard most often from photographers who, who settle in on this and, and they get it started. It's just, it's hard to keep it going is the kind of the feedback that I've heard. Um, have you, have you experienced that as well in terms of, you know, just the involvement that's required?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, One of the things that I would say is repurpose as much content as you can. So I am, I just hate making content and I know I have to do it because that's just what the industry requires, but I hate it. And so, um, I repurpose as much content as I can. And so if you make a blog post for a client, you know, if back to the brides, if you're making a blog post for a wedding, you better believe that's going to be posted in your group too, right? If you're making Mm -hmm. a um, blog post about a specific venue, You like shooting in, post it in the group. Um, Any sort of interview that you have with a a vendor, share it in the group because that gives you content to continue to post. I think for me, the hardest thing is what is it that I'm supposed to share in there? How can I provide value? Well, by sharing the things you're already doing, that's a great starting point. Um, and so don't like overwhelm yourself thinking, well, now I have to create all of these things. It's like, no, use what you have first and then build upon that.
0: Yes, I love that. It, it and it goes in line again with just the synergistic approach, the multidimensional approach of the group itself. It's like everything that you should be doing should all work together. There's yeah. there's there should be as few one-off things. Like, well, I need a blog because I need a blog cuz the client needs to see their pictures. It's mm-hmm. like it sounds like what you're saying Rebecca is, no, the blog is that, but then it's also a marketing piece. It's a value piece for the group that they're going to receive as information as well.
1: Right. And I would put in every blog post, I'd be linking the group because any, let's say the bride shares their wedding blog, um, on their Facebook and another, one of their friends is reading through the blog and then they get to the bottom and you say, Hey, if you are a bride looking for resources to help you along your wedding journey, join this Facebook group. And so it's another way to use that, um, so that anybody that comes along can see and link to that group and join.
0: Yep. Love it. It's all cyclical. Sure. Yeah, it like a disease. Cyclical. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I feel like, isn't that disease based? Maybe not. Right, I, I feel like know. disease is on the mind right now, Rebecca. Yes, yes. Disease is on the mind. This is rad. Oh my goodness. Okay, Rebecca, gee whiz. Where can people find you? Where can people learn more from you and, and dive in more on this? Where can, listen, if there's any moms watching, where can they learn about mom photography 101?
1: (laughs) Yes. So if you go on Facebook and type in the search bar, mom photography 101, you will find my group. It's the first one to pop up. Um, and so they can join there. You can check out my website, photo.com. I've got lots of resources on there. Um, you'll see where I link my mom photography, Facebook group, Um, just as another way to drive traffic, um, you can find me on Instagram at Rebecca Rice photography, um, where I share some resources there too. So, um, I'm all over the place.
0: Love it. This is great. Rebecca, thank you for, for just dropping some, some big knowledge bombs, some big ideas for people, uh, alternatives, you know, to generate leads outside of the common narrative. Just Facebook uh, yeah, ads. I could also I'm show so, Facebook so ads all day too.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad to be able to, to help and share something that works for me.
0: Yeah, right on. Rebecca, thank you again.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: Podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, to hear what Rebecca Rice had to share about the success that she's had within Facebook groups. Listen, it's a it's work right? Like what we just talked about, what she just opened up for you guys is work. Ain't no way around that. And now there's going to be some little hacks that you'll discover and some things that you could shortcut, but it's work. But the question that I have for you is this, it is, is like, and this is what you got to ask yourself. Is it worth it? Is like living your dream job is like being a photographer, taking pictures of people for a living, uh, being completely empowered to make your own revenue to, to leave your day job. Uh, if running a Facebook group is is going to be required for that, you know, is it worth it? Man, it's an easy answer for me. <laughs> it's a, a no brainer for me. You know, um, that's what you got to ask yourself. You guys, thank you for, for tuning in for listening today. I really appreciate you. We'll see you on the next episode of the six figure photography podcast. Bye. everybody.